Hello, this is Ruslan Malinovsky. Hello, this is Roman Yeremchuk. And you're listening to Ukraine Plus Football. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading, football's heading east. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading, football's heading east. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading, football's heading east. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading. Hello everyone, welcome to Ukraine Plus Football, the number one home of English language podcasts on Ukrainian football. I'm your host Adam from Ukrafot24 and I'm joined as always with my excellent co-host, the number one source of Ukrainian football in English, Mr. Zorio Londonsk, Andrew. Hey Andrew, how are you doing today? Uh, very well, a um, bit tired after last night's celebrations but um Looking forward to another episode of breaking down uh, the North Macedonia game. Certainly looking forward to it as well. Of course, with us as always, and the English source of Ukrainian football, Ray. Hey, Ray, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, Adam. <laughs> uh, looking forward for the episode. We've got great guests tonight. Plenty to discuss. We certainly have, mate. We certainly have. Now, you at home, we hope the hangovers weren't too harsh this morning after last night's celebrations. I'm certainly so sure they were worth it for you. As we've celebrated this record-breaking tournament, we've got some really outstanding guests lined up for you today. First of all, we've managed to drag him away, but we've got the personal press attaché of the national team manager, Mikola Vasilkov. Now, Mikola, thank you that's so me. much. Yeah, are you that's, talking about me? We me. are. We are. We're talking oh, about yeah. you. Thank you so it's, much. It's, it's great, great to have really you. To see you real, guys. Uh, I don't recognize you. Uh, are you an actor? Just like an actor? <laughs> Me or Ray? I mean, that's, that's, that's the question. I'm not. Yeah. Seems to be such, such, a, <laughs> such a pretty face. Yeah, you are. It looks like an actor. Actor, yeah. All right. So I'm here. Yeah, I'm ready. Pretty ready for all. Ah, uh, uh, brilliant. Uh, how you been enjoying the tournament so far, Nicola? Well, it's rather fun. It's funkier even, uh, funky even, because, uh, uh, well, I got this statistic, well, the common statistic available for all. We got, it seems to me, just two or three draws in the, uh, in the first in the first half. Two or three draws. All other results are win. So it's good. It's good. It means it's emotional for us. It really has. It's been a great tournament so far. We're, we're looking yeah. forward to what's coming up next. And joining us as well. He enjoyed it so much the first time. He's come back again. Mr. Trendets, Dima Pavarezhnyuk. Dima, how are you today? Hi, everybody. Everything nice. We won uh, yesterday and uh, with a great uh, pleasure and a great mood today. Uh, I was working uh, in Bucharest uh, and uh, waiting for another match. That's why let's discuss uh, our match because it was, it was something amazing. It certainly was. Now, have, have you been enjoying the tournament? What have you been up to so far during the tournament? First of all, because our team is here and it's a great pleasure for us because all our people are here now in Bucharest, thousands of Ukrainians now here in Romania. And of course, when we win the games, it's a great celebration in our home country. But uh, as for me, this Euro is not so interesting as uh, as before because quarantine and uh, the COVID and the situation, we can't feel the the whole uh, the whole celebration of people. And uh, 
it's not so big event as it was earlier because we have only a great mood great event and great uh, fun only in days of the euro but not mm -hmm. before or after yeah well said it's been a lot of comments as well about how without all the fans congregated in one country it's lost though those emotions as well but andrew you're over there in bucharest as well with everyone how have you found the organization of the tournament over there and also i mean for most of our listeners will know what happened yesterday, but just a brief summary of, of what went on. Yeah, quickly, I'll sum up the game. So Ukraine won their first match since in Euro history um, since 2012, the opening game where Shevchenko scored his double. He led his side to another 2-1 win um, as manager now, um, thanks to Yarmolenko and Yarimchuk with first uh, half finishes. Slightly squeaky bum time in the second half after Alioski um, scored a rebound after Bushchan saved the penalty. But Ukraine got the three points and they're well on their way. Um, they've got their destiny in their hands to face Austria on Monday. And as for organisation, I mean, I've two of our guests today, uh, Dmitro and Nikola, we've all been in Amsterdam before we came here. And in all honesty, we probably think that civically, like as in the way the city's been set up etc amsterdam was a lot more smoother a sort of a bit more fluid etc even at the stadium but here in in bucharest there is the ukrainian media center where there's like press conferences on every day um i'm here right now whilst we're recording this episode um wi-fi you can watch the football can do some work all good in here fair enough and, and about journalists about journalists uh, uh i am i am near the media center too friend journalist but uh andrew we have only maybe five or ten people here in the yeah. matches of euro and it's so 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 few as for me uh because there's a great interest in inside the country but uh, the media are changing every year now everybody in social in youtube and uh, no classic journalists from newspapers or from tvs uh, only few of them i think in england maybe hundreds of journalists <laughs> yeah are going around the, the, the national team yeah it's so it's it's weird how the world the world's been changing with it and adapting to these new norms and find it's still managing like the great thing is we're still managing to find ways of getting the messages out to the wider public and being able to promote everything that's going on. And it's all down to the excellent work of journalists like yourselves to keep, to keep it going. Now, Nicola, really like to bring you in here. Uh, what was the mood like in the camp before the game? You know, what was the general atmosphere amongst the team, amongst the squad? As, as they went into the game against North Macedonia yesterday. And afterwards, was it a sense of relief or was it a sense of, you know, great, now we've got three points on the border, we're ready to crack on with this tournament? Well, mood, now, mood was rather special. Uh, it was special because we got a good press after the first match, have shown our style, our force, but we lost. We have to say we lost, and sometimes doesn't matter the score you lost. You got nil points after the first, and uh, the, and and this is the diversity uh, in a, in a head of players. Yeah, they all understand that uh, they are not bad, but still having nil. We understand we play uh, versus favorite of the group and his in his host. Uh, well, with the audience with no Ukraine, almostly no Ukrainians on the stadium, but. Uh, in all, yeah, I got to say that uh, we are ready for this tension. 
we are ready for uh, for all for all that. And the, we got a very experienced manager. Andriy Shevchenko was playing for all the levels through through all his career. Plus, he got good provider now in the team is Andrea Molenko from Weston. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, he is like a like a little little manager on a pitch. He provides all his ideas, provides his mood. Uh, he sometimes yeah he uh, he asks uh, players he um, order to them. Well, he, he is a, a, little, a little manager in a team. If you remember, uh, we got for eight years we got only two goals in the final tournament scored. Both were scored by Andriy Shevchenko in the first round of Euro uh, 12. And, uh, and now we, we, uh, we understand that he is um, just uh, like, uh, I don't know, the uh, lovest son of uh, Shevchenko. <laughs> he really has, he really has uh, the special position in this team. It is not bad. He's not, uh, I know, how can I say, just favorite uh, or mm. who hates everybody. No. Uh, everybody understand that Shevchenko, uh, Shevchenko gives him time it was uh, when we when we started our camp on the May in Kharkiv, Shevchenko claimed claimed at once, Andre, you be ready to play all three friendlies, all three friendlies from from start to finish. No substitution for you because we know David Moyes doesn't doesn't give him time, and he uh, he needs time to to have a form physically and functionally. And uh, Sheva's decision was um, correct, and uh, yeah, we see. It, it got results. Uh, he was playing first match, not maybe good. Second match, as all the team, better. Third match, even better, two, two goals. And after that, he's scoring goal and goal, you see? <laughs> so, uh, well, what to say about the mood? Yeah, well, the question was about the mood. And your uh, Molenke is providing mood in, in, uh, in our team. Yeah, he, he's a really funny guy. Did you see that video? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know my opinion is that <laughs> Cola paid to Ronaldo, Heineken paid to uh, Pogba because it is an advertising. It's an ad, <laughs> really. Yeah. All all these stories that uh, I don't know, the one one billion they lost. No, it is an advertising, really. Understand it, guys. We are in a capitalism system living. If you if you if you say anything about Cola, they got millions, millions, and millions. And all the countries, uh, starting mm. from Austria and uh, finishing Australia. <laughs> and yeah, and Jermonica put them uh, thousands, thousands of selling uh, by, by his, 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 funny, his funny appearance uh, on the end of the press conference. So mood is all right, but everybody understand this tension. We are not kissing in lips. Mm-hmm. Are you all right? No, everybody understand. It is serious. You got, you know, we mm. got uh, even, not even half, more than half of team are youngest. Uh, and, and these guys are 20, 21, 22 years old. Uh, some uh, of them, I don't know, four, no, now three, it seems to me, We are playing on that championship. They won the world in, in their age on the uh, championship. Uh, like Popov, uh, you, you, you know what, what I mean. Lunin is not with us now. But uh, they do not have appearance on, on adult level. And uh, yeah, to, to, uh, to force them feel confident. It's not easy, really. They are just kids. They are not drinking alcohol. They are playing uh, playing control strikes. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm 60 years old. Yeah, three times older than uh, I'm than all of them, each of them. And and the mood is yeah. You have to work in this in this team like a, like a father, really. 
like <laughs> not Godfather, <laughs> but but a real uh, Dido. Dido. We 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 call uh, Dido in Ukraine. Did uh, like father's father, grandfather. So Shevchenko sometimes is not a father, even grandpa. Uh, it. I mean, it is really impressive. I mentioned on a on a different site yesterday how young the team is, and it's great to see them playing so well at such a young age. Uh, Dima, I'm going to bring you in there. Mikola mentioned about Yaromolenko and there's been a lot of good talk about Yaromolenko. What else has impressed you about the Ukrainian team and you know what really you know what really impressed you during the performance yesterday? Uh, if uh, we speak about uh, players, uh, I am great, uh, great passion and see how have play a young player Zabarny. Ila Zabarny, he's only uh, he's only 18 years mm -hmm. old. And he's so young. Uh, when such a person plays in Spain as Pedri or in another top team, we say that this is a great star. As for me, to play in such a position as central defense in in 18, it's a great, great opportunity, and it's, it's so it's so hard as for me to play with Netherlands and in such a level. But he plays so calm, so so sharp, without mistakes. I am great impressed his playing uh, he is the first the second one is uh, the, the second one of course is uh, Bushan because some of his saves uh, I think best in the Euro now this is two players they are not top players uh, they don't usually play in their clubs in every in every match maybe only for last year they are main players but they were not regular players and uh, if to say about another players as for me very important for this team is uh, Trastipanenko he didn't play it with Netherlands in center as a middle fielder but he's uh, so uh, strong and so great in uh, defense in the center because uh, we have two uh, big stars in this in as a middle fielders Zinchenko and Malinovsky uh, but they are great in attack they're great uh, to to pass to to go sharp and Stepanenko, he's very strong to, to be as their shield. Uh, so, uh, so I think these three players of defense, uh, they're great. Of course, we can say about Yermchuk, Yermolenko, they, they are very strong uh, now in the start of the tournament. But these three persons, we don't speak about them usually, but two, these two matches uh, show how important they are for this team. Really are. I mean, I've, I've noticed sort of Stepanenko can play a role that almost no one else in the squad can with the way he's so defensively disciplined. Now, Dima, before you, before you uh, run off though as well, I want one other question about the match. I'm, I'm being here in Ukraine, very curious about the heat yesterday. Now, the Ukrainian team did tire a little bit in the, at the start of the second half in particular. They looked a bit uh, tireder from where we were on television. Did the heat in Bucharest yesterday, do you think it had an impact on the performance or the fact it was the second game in three days? What was, what, were there any triggers, do you think, that made the team slightly more lethargic in that sort of first 15 minutes of the second half when North Macedonia... Uh, yeah. Really, I don't think that they were tired. Uh, they, they are ready and prepared enough. Uh, of course, psychologically, when you 
uh, you win 2-0 after the first half, uh, you want to play uh, a little calm because uh, you need the power to the, uh, to the next matches. That's why I don't, I don't think that we have problems in physical or psychological, but uh, we have another problem. We have a problem with the bench because uh, uh, all our players' wingers, uh, they are not in their best conditions. Zubkov has an injury. Uh, Tsihankov, uh, he isn't ready uh, for 100%. We have only Yermolenko and uh, another winger, left winger, we have uh, Zinchenko and Malinovsky. They are not wingers. Mm -hmm. That's why they can't uh, be very sharp there in, in, uh, near, the, near the goal area opposite. They usually go to the middle of the, of the pitch. That's why it's a problem uh, as for me. Uh, because most of our attacks uh, are starting with two players, uh, Yaremchuk or Yermolenko, only they. We, we need more players in attack. As for me, Tsihankov can be uh, so important player for our system. And I hope that uh, Zupko will, uh, will return. And maybe his injury is not so, so strong. And if, if uh, Tsihankov will play in the first, first 11, uh, we have no anybody who can go from the bench in the second half. And this is a big problem. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. So, Ray, I have to ask you, after the performance, you know, do you have more confidence going into the Austria game uh, or less after that performance? It's all according to the plan, Adam. You know, uh, as with our Ukrainian clubs in uh, Europa League and Champions League, it's all about the last game. It's not even about the qualifiers. It's not even about uh, beating the giants of uh, European football. It's about the last game. So it's all according to plan. Three points is three points, but not, not Macedonia. It was a tight game with no space and more to come with Austria as well. I have to point out the um, sort of um, karmic, uh, like a karma moment uh, with the penalty uh, when Malinovsky missed it uh, because uh, it uh, brought me the memories uh, from 2006 uh, World Cup when uh, we beat Tunisia with the penalty which Shoshenko scored and then uh, Voronin raised his hands as high as the Macedonian defender did the other day and the penalty was not given. And then we beat Tunisia and we proceeded to the World Cup qualifiers. I mean, uh, round of 16 with Switzerland. So um, that's somehow, you know, it's really karmic. It came back to us when Malinovsky missed this penalty. I also, I have, to tell, uh, I have to speak about the fitness issue with the team. I mean, we all read the crypto interview, uh, which, where he stated that we're happy to be here, but still we have a lack of the break after the championship. We all know that uh, it was postponed earlier, uh, the league finished earlier than it needed to be, so the Sbirna, the national team, could have a normal prep, and uh, it seems like most of the guys just fed up with it, you know, and it's, it shows when, even when they were coming into the box for the penalties, helped Alioski to score his goal, and it didn't help Malinovsky to score his pen, you know, so uh, there is an issue right there, and in tight game like this, uh, same thing is going to happen with Austria, and well, let's just proceed. Definitely. I mean, but Andrew, you know, looking at looking at the map, would you go with the same eleven uh, that started the North Macedonia game, or would you like to see some changes? Um, I mean, for consistency, I'd probably stick with the same team. Um, the only thing that I probably would change would be the the subs that Shoshenko made, and you know, I've already mentioned this on social media. Uh, Besedin, um, I just don't really understand his input into the side there's the you know there's this ironic nickname that he has as a defensive striker and okay I understand that he can hold the ball up or something play a pass but you know really he was really ineffective yesterday and he even almost cost a really dangerous attack 
in the like last minute of added time when he did some stupid flick on the halfway line to North Macedonia intercepted it and they almost scored from it sort of thing. So I really don't want to sort of see him come on again because he just brings nothing to the team and I'm not really sure what Dovabic needs to do more to get his chance. Other than that, um, I know there's been some criticism of um, the defenders, like Mikolenko has not been the best. Malinovsky's also been not at his very full potential that he's shown for Atalanta, but I think that's more to do with the fact that he's been playing left wing, been playing a bit more reserved as a central midfielder for Ukraine rather than his sort of all-out attack that he's allowed to do at Atalanta. And also um, Zinchenko, I just think he needs something to click for himself because he's just been slightly off the ball. Like the passes haven't been as sharp as, as he has been, you know, for his club or even against Cyprus. It's just been, I don't know, there's just some sort of inconsistency going on that I want to see some improvements. And I mean, okay, it's the last game. I think it's vital to get a draw. Um, yeah, you can do the thing, like you can weigh up finishing third and potentially facing the winner of Spain's group or the winner of France's group. Okay, you can risk trying to play the likes of Sweden, but there's every chance that you might end up playing against France. So it's not really much of a difference in in how easy it's going to be. I think that an unchanged 11 wouldn't be surprising. And, um, you know get Sankov on a bit earlier maybe next time and maybe on the left wing, see what he can do from there. I mean, the big change for me, when I look at Mikolenko, I just see, I do see his youth coming through there. He looks devoid of confidence now. I think the mistakes that he has made and the criticism has been fierce, overly fierce, as tends to be the case. He does seem very nervous. And if Shevchenko decided to protect him, you know, just to take him out of the, the shooting gallery for a game, I wouldn't blame him. Sobel's, you know, a good good quality backup, and uh, I, I wouldn't blame him there. Again, yeah, the balance on the left for me is a slight concern. Um, Malinovsky isn't a left winger, but did a reasonable job in the first half. Again, as mentioned in the past, the wingers do swap. Yaromalenko popped up on the left a little bit during that first half, so it wasn't too bad that way. Uh, yeah, midfield needs to be quite settled and Dovbik instead of Besedin. I, I was I was like you, get the subs on after 60 minutes, not after 70 minutes. One thing I have noticed, I don't know if you two uh, guys, uh, you guys have, uh, but it's like the shape changes when the subs come on. It's almost a 4-4-2 instead of a 4-3-3 when the subs come on, which I think is exceptional. I just hope Austria haven't picked up on it because it's like all of a sudden it's this new team that they're facing and if Austria are prepared for it, then it may not get us that uh, sort of advantage that we've picked up in that in the final quarter. Anyway, I've waffled on too much. Ray, same 11 or what would you change? I think I would uh, drop uh, Mikolenko and uh, put Sobel instead as uh, he appeared quite late against North Macedonia, and I think he deserves more, especially when he mentioned the Mikolenko mistakes and nervousness, I would say. Um, also, what, what I saw in those two, two uh, previous games, that uh, it's either uh, Zinchenko plays uh, more forwards and uh, trying to make a difference, you know, and I don't even mention the defensive midfielder. When Stepanenko tried to keep up with uh, 
uh, pace of the game. But when Sidoshu came out, it was all hiking around for him. Let's be honest about it. He was uh, backing up the defensive players and leaving the space for the Macedonians to run in. As, as I mentioned previously, it was a tight game and it was unacceptable from him. So uh, Shaparenko is being the creative uh, attacking midfielder, driving the ball through. And uh, it was obviously uh, his responsibility from coaching staff. What I w- wouldn't like to see for sure is the uh, substitutions. I mean, the way uh, Suchenko operated with them. I mean, we remember Marlos, right? But in the second game, it's the same issue. Sidorchuk and Besserin just were not there. Let's not mention there's uh, a backheel flick in the middle of the uh, <laughs> pitch again. But, uh, well, yeah, uh, when it comes to it, if we score first, then we might consider using Sudakov, Dovbik, um, more uh, wing, uh, I mean, left backs, wing backs, as we have plenty of them. So um, my hopes are uh, go out for our right side, Karavayev, Yermolenko, Tehankov, probably as a change and swap. Uh, I would consider putting uh, Zinchenko on the left wing, as it uh, well. It need to, we need to change something. We need to put Shaparenko and Malinovsky in the midfield and just let Zinchenko go. Uh, on the sides, on the mm-hmm. sideline. So, yeah, and uh, just not make the same mistakes and everything would go smooth. So, Mikola, really curious to know, what's the team going to be up to over the next few days lead, leading up to the Austria game? Is there any relaxation at all, any downtime for the squad? What's going to be the process there in the build-up to the Austria game? Well, we got four days before Austria, right? Three days, three days, uh, and plus match day four. Today we got absolutely, absolutely free day. Uh, just one theory, uh, and that's all. They just re- reloading uh, heads. Yeah, it is the day for the minds. <laughs> yeah, they have to finally. Okay, because uh, in general, everything is going on good. We, we got the plan. It is the plan. We, we got three points in a row uh, in, in a pocket, and it is not bad. In a group, when you got three points, you got not definite, but a perspective. So after that, tomorrow, I predict we're going to have two training, morning and evening. It is normal. Uh, for for timetable for the schedule of Andre and Andrea, Andre, I mean, Shuchenko, Andrea, I mean, Maldera. So it's normal for them. Sometime in a week, they do four week, seven days. They do four days with a two day training and three days with one day training and plus in that days plus fitness or plus something else like like walk. I don't know, no anything else. Nineteen, right? On the twelfth, it is pre pre match day. In pre match day, everybody knows what happened. Uh, we are playing tonight, not in the middle of the day, not in the noon like it was in Macedonia. When it, uh, before it was unusual because Shevchenko made this pre-match training, official pre-match training with 15 minutes open for the press, uh, made in morning uh, just for the players, them to keep in mind that it is uh, training uh, day before, 24 hours before, just not to ruin their, I don't know, psychology. That, 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 was, uh, that was his idea. And now uh, we got evening match, match tonight, and everything gonna be as usual. We will have a short training. This short training for uh, 12 uh, hours in a row was raining and raining and raining. And we're gonna have short training. Uh, it is training like warming up 
but after in the end they got uh, a piece of uh, um, how can I say uh, they are playing standards. Do you know what that means? Yeah, standards when uh, when we got a corner, for instance, or we got something else. And how do everybody does? This is morning morning um, training, uh, and then this pre-match training, and even we will have maybe in the day in the match day the same short morning morning uh, exercises on the field with standards and some some secret theory classes. <laughs> this is the plan. So uh, it seems uh, just to have a lot of time, but uh, tomorrow and day after tomorrow, you will find yourself that, wow, come on, it is going to be uh, next day. This match is crucial for us match. But that, that, that's what, what I can say, not uh, recovering all the secrets. That's the end of the show today. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as, as we have here. It's been great insight from our guests. Now, Dima, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, Trendet's channel is going great strength. Uh, for listeners at home, uh, people who are new, people overseas, where is the best place can they can find find you on the social medias? How often are you posting stuff with Trendets? What projects do you have coming up in the future with Trendets? Because you've had a fantastic year with Vera Zrivna last year. What's thanks, a lot. thanks a lot. Uh, you can find us uh, and people can find in YouTube and Instagram. It's our two main channels. Uh, of course, we want to do something special uh, after the Euro, but now we're thinking only about our project uh, in Euro and with our national team because this is the main team in our country. We, we can't imagine anything else better, bigger or more popular than our national team. Uh, that's why we are now thinking only about this project and about Euro and about our national team and the ones that uh, they play uh, in the high levels of uh, playoff. It's, it's, I, can, I, I think that this uh, team can play uh, in playoff and go to maybe semi-final, maybe, uh, maybe higher. Uh, this was thanks a lot for, for your job and Andrew is every day here in the city. He, he made a great videos with our fans and uh, some of these videos we uh, we used in our uh, in our in our channel and it's it's great it's a great job and uh, I I'm very pleasant that uh, such a project as your project is uh, in online online in, in English. Thanks a lot for your job. Wish you a big big uh, army of subscribers and great victories in uh, in media. Thank you, thank you, Nicola. Thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of a very busy schedule for for you and the the whole team. Please, from, from all of us at the podcast, send our best wishes to, to the squad. We wish you all the best of luck for the remainder of the tournament. But just before you go, can you tell us a little bit about the social media activity, what's happening with YouTube, and just where people can go to get all the, the up-to-date information on Zabina? Yeah, you, you've been talking to this guy, uh, Dmitro Proverznyuk, uh, Mr. Trindet. He is big. <laughs> headliner in Ukrainian social media. His account on YouTube is very famous. He was one of the first guys, like pioneer, who, who studied in Ukraine. We uh, In Ukraine, I don't know, uh, good or bad, but we are a little bit, uh, we do later, we are later for all the trends and uh, what starts, I don't know, in, in America or Britain. Uh, um, now we, we, we uh, got it in a year. But uh, he started uh, once, and uh, now he got very good account during that. But 
I can tell about my project. So uh, uh, I started uh, the project in, uh, can, uh, called Wurzburna. Uh, Wurzburna means inside, uh, in, in, in English for inside. Uh, and I started just, uh, just in the uh, end of the May on the last dates of may and it goes good guys you know uh we i got, got uh, many followers now subscribe to 700 but the common common digit of viewers are more than the million today it's not even the milestone so uh what is advantage uh, advantage uh, of uh, of it of my project so my view inside from the team you see uh no one got such a great access as i do Mm -hmm. So I, I uh, my my task is just to shoot. I, I switch on my, my big camera and little camera, and I'm shooting, shooting, shooting. Uh, everybody wants uh, to see how do they tend, how do they communicate each to other, what do they say, which language do they say. So I, I, all these all these points are so interesting for all audience uh, uh, that it uh, it um, it came that my my project is uh, growing up very very fast, and uh, if you now listen to me, uh, you hear me, you see me, please subscribe to Zbjorna in <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, like it, comment it, share it, and do all functional. That's Thanks so much. We wish you the best of luck with it as well, and hope, yeah, hope the subscribers skyrocket. We'll push it worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> Ray, fantastic episode. I think you agree with me. For new listeners, mate, what are your socials? Completely agree with you, Adam. Uh, great insight from our guests. And uh, my Instagram would be Ravik. Uh, cheers, mate. And uh, Andrew, over to you. Thanks, Adam. And well, thanks to our guests today. Um, really insightful stuff. Vima and McCall are both here in Bucharest with me at the moment in different locations, etc. Super heavy torrential rain, which apparently is going to continue all the way through until Monday, which is a shame because after the Macedonia victory, it was really sort of encouraging and fun to see all the fans celebrating in the centre of town, you know, singing these random songs that you wouldn't expect <laughs> to be associated with the football team. But hey ho, Mrazom um, Nasbato, famous Orange Revolution song and an iconic sort of 90s, early 2000s song by uh, Teras Petrenko, uh, Ukraino. But yeah, um, people can follow me on Zorya Londonsk on Instagram and Twitter, and I'll be covering the last game of the group as well. So do follow those for regular updates. Thank you for that as well. We really appreciate it. And of course, I'm Adam at Ukrafot24. You can uh, follow me across all the social medias as well. But till next time, everybody, take care and stay safe. Goodbye for now. Head, please, please, head, please, please, head.